0: In this episode of Man Vs. Marriage, sexual terminology, trigger words. Is there such a thing as trigger words when it comes to sex? The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. versus Marriage Welcome back to another episode of Man Vs. Marriage. It is I, your humble servant, the Q-Dog, in the Moran family studio with my wife, Jeannie Moran. Honey, what's up? What's up? Hey, baby. All right, we're going to get into this episode. We don't really need to waste any time. We're going to jump right into this and talk more about... About sex, and this episode is about sexual terminology. And it's like, what do you, when I'm saying this, what do you hear me saying? And then if you say something, I shut down or immediately put up a wall and I don't hear what you have to say. So, walk us through what we're gonna get in this episode.
1: So, the last episode, we told you guys to go figure out where your beliefs lie with sex and sexuality, you know, how you learned about it, what you knew about it and what your spouse learned and how she, she feels about it and the examples that you've had. Now, taking that into consideration, now I want you to look at your sexual biases and some of you are probably thinking there's, there's no sexual bias, I mean it's sex. Wrong. What What I mean is, let's say you hear the word sexuality. Now there is a huge political agenda around this word but that's not the term as we're using it. I'm not. I'm not discussing it. Quincy's not discussing it as um, whether it's a partnership or men and, and men and men and women and women. We are talking about sexuality as a whole. Your capability to have and enjoy sexual pleasure. That's what we're talking about. But if you hear that word and you automatically think of some stupid news channel or whatever it is that you heard in the agenda or the newest argument or the newest debate. You're not hearing what we're telling you. You're hearing that word and allowing it to take you out of the conversation. That can happen with your wife. So what, what we're talking about now is um, when you guys are talking about sex, do you get kind of a knee-jerk reaction when certain things are said or maybe you get like a, a heavy guilty feeling like this is right or wrong? Do you get that gut check? Um, now for some people... That's typical, especially if you're coming from um, a religious background or you've been inundated with, uh, you know, abuse or things of that nature. There are a lot of things that could trigger that. I understand that. But with your spouse, you don't want that because it creates a wedge every time. I'll use an example. Quincy and I um, talk about feedback. Okay. If you've listened to us, you've heard us say this before. Every time he says the word feedback, you probably hear in the background, I hate the word. It has a stigma to it for me. Because we went through um, a course, and every time someone said, I'm going to give you feedback, I would get so pissed because it was criticism. It was always every a criticism.
0: Every time one particular person
1: no, said they wanted there was to give two. you feedback. There was two.
0: Okay. But anyway. Well, I don't know about the second one. I know about the first one. But
1: it stuck. And every time someone said, "I'm," can I give you feedback? My automatic response was, no. No, you can't.
0: <laughs> well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna second what you're talking about. We're talking about our zone of genius and expertise is in our marriage. We're a man and a woman. We're not bringing any other talk, discussion, or political agenda into this. That's what we're not doing. And also, when we when I say trigger word, it's like one of the words of the day that you know this is not. I'm just not saying trigger word as in this sends you into an uproar or you need counseling when you hear this. Maybe you do. What I'm saying is it triggers a A reaction or a response, an authentic response, when it comes to sex in your marriage. So understand it is a play on words there. But specifically, we're talking about something here where it's like, I want to do this and automatically you're like, well, that's something I would never do. You're not, this is your internal talk. It's something I would never do. Um, I was always taught this about it. I'm not even willing to go there. I won't discuss it. No, 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 without having an open, honest dialogue with your spouse. So some of these things that you may say will trigger a response inside of you, but I'm not saying I'm not using trigger word as it's used socially to protect everybody from every thing in the world. So that's not where I'm going with it and just to give you context.
1: Keep in mind too this is not just about what you say in response. Remember I said in the last episode Quincy has a what the hell face. It, your face will give you away. So and that's that's what I want you to be mindful of. I want you to kind of examine things that are said and how you get that response of ew, or whatever it is. I mean, think about it. You could have an ex, and whenever someone says the name, you may not say it out loud, but your face says something and then your brain goes, bitch, it's true. I do it. You do it. We all have those moments. Sure. So just in the respect of your own marriage, your own sex life with your wife, I want you to be mindful of those things because you could potentially harm your spouse by your response and prevent them from saying something, prevent them from telling you something they need or something that interests them or something that maybe hurt them. Mm -hmm. They're just going to let it slide because they don't want to upset or offend or have an argument. This, This particular topic should not be an argument. This is one of those places I want you to go back before you have these conversations about your sex life and your expectation. Go back. Hard talks soft place to land, how to be vulnerable, re-listen to those because you need those tools in these conversations. They are very, very, very important because if you are not a soft place to land, she's not going to tell you. If she's not a soft place to land, you're not going to tell her. Yeah. If If Quincy thought that I was going to shut him down on something, he wouldn't bring it to me. He, he really wouldn't. If, if he thought I was going to use it as ammunition... You have to think of it this way. When you tell someone, especially your wife, something that is, uh, it puts you in a vulnerable place. It's something that, you know, you've never told somebody else before. Maybe it's something you want to try. Maybe it's something you're going through and you put yourself out vulnerably. You are giving that person power to hurt you Mm -hmm. or you are allowing yourself to become closer to that person by giving them that information and trusting them with it. That's the difference I'm talking about. So you need to know how to do those things without just coming in and saying, well, you won't even do this. Don't go there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Vulnerability, in my opinion, vulnerability is sacred above almost everything. Um, You know, trust, honor, loyalty, vulnerability. Those are the jewels in the crown. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna say something and you're gonna take advantage of a moment where I've you know kind of given you something I'm afraid to talk about and you're gonna wreck it, then the door is gonna close and it the key is gonna lock and the handle is going to be removed.
1: You need to look at um, I need to stop saying you need. Something to think about is if you don't understand why you get that knee-jerk reaction or why you have the response that you do, even if it's internally, you run the risk of accidentally or purposefully, depending on your how you view it, hurting your spouse. And when it comes to your sex life, the most vulnerable aspect of your relationship, dude, hurting each other there that's going to put some major cracks in the foundation.
0: It it will. And when she's talking about, you know, an automatic reaction, a knee-jerk response, it's like I like to just dumb things down, and I think that's pretty dumbed down well enough, but I'm just going to say it's like having an auto-respond or an out-of-office reply. You're sending the message, and automatically you get something back, which is your opinion, um, the opinion you've created about said topic, we all have those biases that we've created. All of us. I, I, I know they're there for me. They have been with Jeannie. And sometimes you create that bias um, based on the topic uh, without even realizing it. And it, it, she had that with me because I came from such a deeply held religious background. So do less of thinking For you, Do less thinking for your spouse and allow them to tell you what's on their mind as you cultivate these conversations because these are not something that you can necessarily jump right into. Um, If it works that way, then that's fantastic. Run with it.
1: Well, and consider this. Your beliefs are what they are because they're what you were taught, so you've ingrained them in yourself. But your beliefs are only your beliefs until somebody confronts it. And if they confront it with something that makes you question your beliefs, aren't your beliefs anymore, because now you're questioning, why do I feel that way? Why do I, is it right? Is this really what's right for me? Mm -hmm. And then you have to open your own mind. So the reason I'm saying this is there, there's this, um, there's a book that you can get. It's called tongue tied by Stella Harris. She actually works with, Um, couples she works with um, it's an adult store in Oregon she works with classes and helps people um, experiment or learn about their sexuality kink um, introducing toys into your marriage and into your bedroom Um, I will tell you her relationship she's bi so her relationship and her views are very different and it's very open to all spectrums so if you get the book and you read it you have to have an open mind and, and I'm not saying you have to accept everything she says as gold. I'm saying read it with an open mind and only take what pertains to you. Yeah. Okay? But that being said, she gives the example of false beliefs like um, she uses the example whenever someone discusses anal play. Men and her her particular area of work, it is a an automatic if a guy talks about butt play, it's, it's, you're gay. It's a gay action. This is not happening. Okay. Well, if you listen to Kim Imani, your rear end is actually connected to a lot of stuff that you hold stress and a lot of, um, endorphins that you can release in your brain. Now, am I telling you to go out and have your wife shove a butt, plug up your butt? No, I'm not. Just hear me out for a second. Don't shut out and tune out. What I'm saying is. What if your wife came to you and said this is something she's interested in? As soon as you hear anal play and you go into that spot of this is a gay action or this is not something for me, you're shutting her off when maybe she listened to Kim Imani and realized this is something I want to try because I carry a lot of stress and I carry a lot of, of anxiety and this is something that a true sexual therapist said could be beneficial to me. Are you going to rob her of listening to find out why she's interested in this. Maybe it's not because she wants to get off on it. Maybe it's because she just has a physical need to be met. Yeah. Now she wants to bring you into meeting that physical need. If you can meet that physical need and bring it into your sex life, you've just enhanced both sides of the world for both of you. So what I'm saying is don't allow your old thoughts to keep you from learning something new and hearing what your spouse has to say. You know, it might be you. Maybe you want her to sit down and watch something with you. And for her, it's porn. I don't want to watch it. It's porn. Okay, maybe it is. But if there's something in it that you see that you want your wife to look at with you, I'm not saying that we're all going to say yes. But as a wife, if Quincy came to me and said, I want you to watch this with me and I want, to hear what you think about this particular act I would watch it with him because it's an interest to him and something about it is talking to you something about it has an interest okay we watch it and we decide what do you think does that look like something that we would be interested in does that look like something we could try it's simply opening up communication a little bit further am I saying go out and tell your wife let's watch porn no I'm not so don't you dare go tell your wife that I said it because I'll deny it that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is be open to just about anything in a conversation about sex with your wife. Do not shut it down.
0: Guys, how would you like the opportunity to have a Zoom meeting with me, the q Dog, and my wife, Jeannie? That's right, a 30-minute Zoom meeting you can have if you go over to com become a subscriber that will enter your name in for a chance to win this exciting contest. now listen if you got a homeboy who listens or maybe he doesn't listen, send him over to man versus com, have him become a subscriber and that will enter him to win. then he sends me an email at coach at man com, and guess what? That will enter you another time. There is no limit to how many times you can be entered. So go there now to Podcast.com, Become a subscriber. Have your friends do the same. And alert me via email. And you could win the MVSM meet and greet via Zoom with Quincy and Jeannie from Man vs. Marriage, the podcast. That's right. I'll see you there. Go get it done. Don't be a slacker. Get to work. q Dog is out. Yeah, and I'm, I, and she's talking about that. And I have, I have some pretty deeply held beliefs about porn and why I don't watch it. Um, and I, it, that comes from multiple conversations with men that have watched so much porn that they absolutely they can't even get off anymore. So for me, I, I tread lightly around that area. Um, but that's a that's a personal thing for me. If Jeannie comes to me and says, "I want to watch this," I, w- I would probably say okay. I would probably say okay. I'll watch this with you. Um, I mean, Game of Thrones. Let's take Game of Thrones just as an example. I was watching that with Jeannie because um, I had heard it was good. hadn't watched it, and I mean, in the first episode, <laughs> he is banging Khaleesi. And I got, I was like, I'm not watching this with my wife. So I shut it down um, because it was a, I was just, I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not, this is not what I'm going to watch because I don't want, I don't know. I don't want to get, I've always said porn is like napalm. Once it burns, it can really, it can wreck you as a man. That's, you know, that's just where I stand on it. But since the sex talk has opened, Up for us, it's something that I would consider. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would sit there and just, you know, be beat red in the face and, you know, what it would be. I know when the sex scenes come on in Game of Thrones.
1: We talk. (laughs) We turn away from the TV. We talk. I look up,
0: you know. (laughs) I'm watching through it again because there's some other stuff coming out, but from. So now I can just fast forward through the stuff because I know what's going to happen but if you if the audio is important you know to so to speak part of the storyline I just ever so gently raise my eyes to the corner of the room because I don't that's just not something
1: that I want to watch You don't want the image in your head when you're having sex with me.
0: Yeah, that's, that's
1: That's that's what it amounts to. That's how Quincy views it and I respect that. So it's not something that I would tell him, "Hey, you want to watch this with me?" I know that's a line that would be crossed. But what I'm saying is for listeners, you all have a different sex life than we do. You yeah. have a different belief system than we do. Some of you are the same. Some of you are not. And it's okay because it is your marriage, your bedroom. But I'm I'm looking at, like we'll use the example, the word kink. People hear kink and it's really, really common in a certain age group of women. And I'm not going to give specifics because I don't want to get anybody on me because they would know who I was talking about but it is really really common for people to hear kink and think BDSM bondage and abuse are all one big thing they are so not the same thing
0: I, I thought when you mentioned the word kink I thought you were talking about kinky like ooh, that's a little dirty there's something called kink
1: okay so kink is it's a range of activities from spanking to bondage to other various fetishes People like to dress up a certain way. People like Some people do like whipping and spanking and crops and things of that nature. There is a sadistic side to this if you go further down the rabbit hole. That's not my area of expertise, nor is it something that I will discuss with anybody. But it's not just that. And mm-hmm. there is a stigma on the word kink and the BDSM lifestyle. People have a tendency to think you want to beat women, and she wants to be beaten, and that's all it is. It is not. It is not. But that's the majority of how people see it. Now, there's there's a whole other side to this. If you ever get into your wife's romance novels, I'm telling you, there's a whole other side to this. So what,
0: when you're saying that there, there are people who... Have an opinion, a fixed opinion about this. It's women within some of the groups that you run.
1: Yeah, there okay. are there are some um, the those of us who are like minded usually tend to shut them down in the conversation. But because it is coming from an old school mentality, mm-hmm. um, and there is a lot of feminist movement that would argue because in some of these relationships now, not all. Not all kink, so to speak, flies under the BDSM radar. BDSM is its own thing. But there are people who um, don't understand that there are couples who want to have a dominant and a submissive. It, it is what it is. In the bedroom, he's in control of everything. She just has to do and obey and take. And 90% of it is him giving her pleasure. That That's... This is why it's so popular with a lot of people because the the women get to give over or whoever the submissive is gets to give over control and not worry about performance, not worry about whether they get it right, not worry about what they wear. They are told everything. okay, And it puts them in a headspace of, um, I don't have to worry. I don't have to think about this because the other person is in control. There are women who argue this and get pissy about it because you're letting a man control you okay but this is their relationship and it's their thing right my whole my point is when you hear the word kink yes for you and i yes it's that's kind of kinky that's kind of naughty that's how it works for us other people hear it and they automatically take it to a different a different place another one is when people talk about sex toys a lot of stigma around sex toys which is so stupid there is a lot of belief that when someone says they want to bring in a vibrator or a sex toy or some other object into their sex life it's going to ruin the real sex.
0: Well, I mean you're being a bit brash about it. Uh, I don't know that it's stupid. I mean, we've we've learned some stuff, so you know, we maybe we're far, farther along on that side than some of the audience, but it's you know, for from coming from where I came from, um you know when you when you have some insecurities or whatever you don't want to be replaced by an object not understanding that you have no desire to replace me it toys can be an option for relationships and it has it has little to nothing to do at least it did for for us about replacing your spouse there are just other things that can be done. So whenever this is a good one to talk about, because whenever I first heard about toys, I was like, Oh heck no way. Why? Why? Why are you talking to her about that? Why do you care? You know, our sex life is good. These are all things I'm pushing back on. Mm -hmm. And when it came down to it, there was an underlying insecurity for me that was being combative. It was the thing that was combating any idea of what this might look like and when i admitted that out loud all of a sudden i'm open to say okay well tell me more about it and then you know oh look here's another here's just another way that i can get you
1: but see and that that's my point i'm not right. try, i don't mean to be brash about it i'm not trying to um slam anybody for this but i'm saying these are the thought processes or the biases that some people have in their head so when you hear these things There's a why you need to know why your spouse is talking about these things. If I'm coming to you and I'm saying, you know, I read this novel and it's talking about this act that they did. And I'm thinking, how is that even possible? Like how, how would that work? I'm asking you because you and I could probably try that and you could prove to me how that works. And if it does work and it's anything like what I just read, I'm going to be one really happy camper. But it's if I come to you and say I'm reading this and it was kind of a turn on and it frustrates you because something I read turned me on rather than engaging in well, why is this something you want to try? Should we figure it out? And you just shut down because I'm telling you something turned me on and it wasn't you, that's gonna put a wall there, you know So it's it's not about um, slamming you or slamming anybody for how they see these things. It's simply, these are some of the thoughts or these are some of the stigmas that come along with these words or these um, different areas in sex. And all I'm asking you to do is not put up that wall right away. Ask questions. Yeah. That's, this is where you're going to completely win in this conversation is ask questions. When, when you bring it out and it's an expectation conversation or it's a, Um, you know, talking about toys or talking about introducing something new or trying a different position, you know, getting a Karma Sutra book. I don't know what you're into. But if you leave those biases at the door and you walk in with the ability to say, I'm going to let you be you and I'm going to be me. I'm not going to judge what you're saying. I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm not going to throw it back at you like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm going to let you be you and explain to me, this is what I'm thinking and I want to know where you're at with this. I don't know if it's something I want to try. Quincy and I, most of our conversations start with, it intrigues me. I'm not sure if I want to go there, but it does intrigue me.
0: I think that is code <laughs> word for, I want to do this. I just don't know at what pace I want to accomplish the action.
1: Yes and no. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I am a reference person. If there is something that we can do to make this better, I will go buy the book. If, I. I've literally, I've bought books on how to give a better blowjob. Why? Because if there is a way to blow your mind, no pun intended, and change it up for you, I'll take I that want to know.
0: Well, yeah, it's like anything, right? It's like uh, when you're in the gym, if you want bigger biceps or better shoulders, so you've worked on your shoulders for 10 years. But if there's other techniques that are going to give you the bulk or the definition that you want, You learn. You practice. You refine your skills. That's what you do. And sex is no different. I mean, that's a man versus marriage philosophy. Get better at what you do. Be the best version
1: of yourself possible. And let's be real. If you're doing, you have to practice. I mean, y'all, if you're trying to ramp up your sex per week... I'm just saying that's a good way to go. We need to practice this. Here's
0: something I thought about when you <laughs> when you were talking. I agree. We got to practice. Oh, Let's, practice uh, makes
1: perfect. Quincy Quincy is very adamant about this.
0: Yeah, you you may have some kind of stigma. Let's say when we go to a hotel room, maybe you're maybe you're caught up with the idea that sex can only happen on the bed. You go to a hotel. GD and I go to a hotel and we're looking at, we're sizing up the chair.
1: hey y'all got maids man I'm taking every surface I can <laughs> yeah it's like
0: the chair the chase the couch maybe that table over there I mean we we're open to the idea because we have some pretty great happenings that we're in a chair and it's like it's a moment of opportunity she just she runs with whatever the thought is and it's like oh my gosh that was freaking amazing. So now you go to the hotel, and it's like, okay, we're sizing up. Where are we going? (laughs) It's like, okay, I remember how good it was on that particular type of furniture, so let's do this. But if if you're triggered with sex only happens on the bed, you don't know what you could be missing out on if you don't open your mind for simply having the discussion. Maybe you are at the point where it's like, okay, well, let's talk about this. At the end of the conversation, maybe you've solidified what your belief is. Or maybe you've opened your mind to grow a little bit.
1: Well, maybe you try it. And then you make up your mind on whether or not this is what you believe in. Because you might think that... you know there there are multiple types of toys and you might think looking at it this is this is not this is not for me maybe it's not for you maybe it's for her right and you're shutting it down because it's not for you but what if it's for her and what if you just try something and it puts her in a whole other world you did that that was you giving to your wife there there's a lot of ways to look at this guys and the whole point is you have to be willing to allow your spouse to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to be vulnerable. Maybe there's something you want to do. You know, I'm a lot of this conversation is, is one-sided on my side because I'm telling you as a wife, these are things that I struggle with telling my husband yeah. of 22 years, I want to do this, but I just don't know where you're at with this, and I'm not really sure if I'm totally ready to commit to this yet, but it intrigues me. What do you think? It's taken us this long to get to that That point point of a conversation. And if you're hopefully listening to this and you're a little further behind than us, dude, you're ahead of the game. But that's the point. If you are willing to at least be open to the conversation, do not take anybody else's opinion, anything else you've been taught or learned, and walk into it with the idea, I'm going to listen I'm going to learn with you. I'm going to grow with you. I'm going to experience with you and nobody else. That to me is sacred ground. That to me is um, that builds your intimacy big time because that is the most vulnerable place that either of you is in that relationship. And if you can build on that intimacy, if you're willing to learn something with me, and you're willing to experience something with me, mm-hmm. and it's a phenomenal experience, how much more does that impact us in our intimacy level? How much more do we feed off of doing something for our spouse and knowing I did that?
0: Yeah, yeah, and that that's part of the thing that drives me is I love the intimate connection, but I also love giving you multiple orgasms
1: you like the attaboys of knowing you did that.
0: Yeah, it just... I
1: made that face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it uh, It is a pleasure to me. It's very self-gratifying when I please you. And some of these things may not have worked out if we didn't have some of these conversations. And, or epic fails. You know, it, that's true. <laughs> and that's that's one thing I want to make clear as we wrap this up. It's like... If you're going into it with an open mind, it's like, try it, try it more than once. Yeah. You know, my, my, I have a fear of this episode and it's a, the fear is this, is I don't, guys, I don't want you to take, say, look, I've always wanted another chick in the bedroom with me and my wife. And how can I figure this out? If that's your, if, if you and your wife are open to that, then so be it. But don't, don't use this to, don't use this episode for, manipulating your yeah, relationship. No. I, I don't want this to go there. Jeannie and I are just, you know, we're m- monogamy junkies We're it's just us. So we're talking about positions, toys, um, the liberator, you know, those, Fantasies. you know, those kinds of things. That's what we're talking about. So, you know, don't jump on any other idea or, where, you know, look, Quincy and Jeannie are saying, you know, if it's something I want to try, we can bring, you know, 10 or 12 other women in the room. or Ew, that's no. That's not where we're going no, with it. I, that, I did
1: not okay a harem. I did not.
0: That's just my disclaimer because sometimes I, I get worried about that. Now, I'm not saying that's our audience because our audience is different, you know. Um, but if if that is you, you discuss that with your wife. It's something you all agree on. You are responsible for your relationship. That we don't go there. But as for the other things we're talking about, use. Did we cover a whole lot of words, or are there other words that we need to sneak in here real quick? Like
1: um, no, they're they're not necessarily other words, but there are other things we can cover. But we'll go. We'll keep going.
0: Okay. Well,
1: like we said, it's a series, so
0: it is. You want and... more?
1: You're going to have to keep listening.
0: I know uh, I know it's important, it's an important part of your relationship. I know that. Why? Because it was an important part of ours. And just as an example, you know, I don't know how many thousands of miles away Dan Purcell lives from me, but he went through some of the same struggles that our marriage went through in his own marriage. So that tells me that it's very likely that you're going through some of these struggles. And just as a construct or a framework, you can look at these situations and see that it will, these types of conversations, et cetera, will help you. So get uh, get on to getting on and understand that there may be some biases and some sexual trigger words that are kind of holding you back. And maybe you need to open your mind and um, have that conversation with your wife.
1: There might be some for her, too.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I could almost freaking guarantee they're there. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I'm just going to guarantee they're there. So work through it. And um, you got a lesson on sexual terminology. All right? Yeah. Well, anything else from you, honey? Not on this one. All right. She's Jeannie Moran. I am the Q diggity dog, a.k.a. Quincy Moran. And this is Man versus Marriage podcast how good do you want your life to be you gotta live on purpose for a purpose it's truly really about becoming the best version of
1: yourself
0: it's possible this is man versus merit the podcast